Are you struggling to find your purpose in life? Do you feel like something is missing and you need some guidance? Do you often feel unfulfilled with what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, I'm here to tell you, you don't have to feel that way anymore. I'm here to help you through your journey in life to gain clarity, find purpose, and passion. My name is Jose Miguel Longo. I'm a gay Hispanic, a husband, dog daddy, advocate for social justice, and DEI ally for all LGBTQ+, a career and life coach and millennial born in 1983. I have spent my time since the age of 14 working my way around the world of work. I know my God-given talents are to help those around me to gain clarity in their lives while finding their passion and purpose. For the last decade, I've spent my time coaching college students and alums from all three generations, X, Y, and Z, and designing their career stories and mapping what they want to do in their lives. Whether it's gaining clarity in who you are and what you're meant to do, learning to build a resume or write a cover letter, holding you accountable and building your career journey, or designing your life, the podcast Coaching for Millennials is a how-to guide for all things career, life, and a sprinkle of everything in between. It is an all-inclusive space for meaningful conversations on topics happening in our world right now. It is a space for people to go on a holistic journey in uncovering their passion and purpose. I'm here for all generations, no matter what you identify as. If you're seeking to transition from a career industry or job to another, or ready to transform your life completely, I got you, boo. Whatever the fantasy you're trying to create, let me make it happen. If you're ready to start the journey to explore your passion and purpose, get focused on gaining clarity to transform you to a place that will fuel you, inspire you, and sprinkle some joy and laughter in between, it's time to dive into Coaching for Millennials. What's going on, Chit Chatters? Welcome to another episode of Coaching for Millennials. This week's episode, I want to dive into something that I think everyone needs to acknowledge about themselves. And we're all walking around with this disease that we allow to disrupt our everyday lives and impact us in ways that ultimately we, we often don't find the ability to lean into doing the things that we want to do and get the most out of life. And this disease that I'm talking about, it's called fear. And quite frankly, I I feel like it's a topic of conversation that I bring up in the podcast a lot. If you go to uh, some of the episodes in the beginning of season one, it was a very much loaded topic of conversation. But I think I need to bring it up in a different light because many people struggle with fear for quite a few reasons. And it's not just about the fear of conquering what it is that scares you to do something. It's also about the fear that shows up when the you create self-sabotage. And in this particular episode, I want to focus around the fear of what's preventing you and what's sabotaging you from actually doing the things that you want to do most and the things you want to get for yourself out of your life. And one of the one of the activities that I do with a lot of my clients is called the positive intelligence assessment, which is an assessment tool that helps individuals understand their self-saboteurs 
and it helps them categorize them in a ranking which allows you to interpret which of your top saboteurs are showing up the most and where they're giving where they where are they creating the most challenge for you in your life so before we dive into that specifically i want to talk about how fear is the number one thing that prevents people from doing things and from getting ahead and from believing in themselves and from creating a positive mindset. And the reason I want to bring this up as opposed to just jumping right in is because I acknowledge how in conversations we have the ability to uncover and understand what our fears are. Sometimes we have to dig deeper into our own consciousness and our own selves to really pull out what is keeping us from truly doing the things we want most in our lives. And when I talk to a lot of my clients or even prospective clients or just people in general, I hear from them in their tone that there's a sense of fear and there's a sense of holding back. So I want to be able to help people understand how the sabotage that they're creating for themselves through this fear is impacting them and the negative impact. Now, the idea is that there are several things you have the ability to control in your life, okay? Those are your time, your mindset, and your behavior. And those three things are tied into your emotions. They're tied into how you um, think about things and how you observe things. They're tied into your ability to shift your mindset and your ability to do and take action when you respond differently. So when we think about the saboteur and the things that we're sabotaging in our life that are creating a sense of fear and we're not leaning in with the courage that we have within ourselves... That behavior and that mindset is causing you to waste a lot of time dreading what it is that you really want to do because you're too scared to take action. When you take action, even though the action might not be the best, it might not be perfect, you're never going to strive for perfection. We strive for perfection all the time. And some of us are more guilty in that than others. But when you want to take action and actually achieving something... And doing it in a sense that gives you the, the place of like, okay, I did this and I learned from it. Now what can I do differently to make it better? That's you striving for progress. And that's you leaning into the courage to say, I know I can do this because I did it before. It's like people who decide they want to run a marathon. You can't just wake up one morning and say, I'm going to run a marathon. And there are people who say, I would love to run a marathon, but that are too scared to actually do it. There's a lot of practice involved in taking action and taking small steps to lead you to the victories of what you really want to do. But the in-between, and I say but, and I should say not yet instead of the but, the in-between those things is the saboteur that comes out that helps you, well, I shouldn't say helps you, it kind of damages you and prevents you from looking ahead. Now, Your saboteurs are always going to be there no matter what, but it's up to you to shift the mindset and change your behavior 
to allow yourself to acknowledge when the saboteur is showing up. So what I want to do is arm you and give you what the different types of saboteurs are so that you have a better awareness and understanding of how they're impacting you every day. At the same time, I, I encourage you to go take this assessment. And if you want to talk about it afterwards, I'd be happy to connect with anybody who wants to listen to wants to connect with me and talk about it. Taking the assessment is going to help you understand, okay, what is this particular um, saboteur? What is it doing? And you're going to be able to understand from your own experiences when this saboteur shows up. So you can take more control, you can take more action, and you can be more aware and mindful of how to shift your mindset so that fear does not show up. So that fear is in the back seat and you're waving it in the rearview mirror and saying goodbye, fear, goodbye. You and everybody, you and everybody, I should say everyone, um, has the ability to really achieve whatever it is you want to achieve. And if you just take the small steps in recognizing what it is that's preventing you and overcoming that little by little, you can get to where you want to go. To me, as a coach, as a life and career coach, it is my my due diligence, my whole passion, my purpose to help people in getting clarity and getting unstuck so that they can live a life that's more fulfilling for them. And oftentimes we have to go on a journey of understanding what it is that's keeping you from getting to that place. And the saboteur is part of that journey. So let me jump into the saboteur a little bit. There's nine specific um, identities of the saboteur. The first one I will name is the avoider. The second one is the controller. The third one is the hypervigilant. The fourth one is the hyperrational. The fifth one is the hyperachiever. The sixth one is the restless. The seventh is the pleaser. The eighth is the stickler, and the ninth is the victim, okay? All of these identities under the saboteur have distinct meanings, and they're identified differently by people in the way they're ranked, okay? So the nine that I named, I tried to put them in alphabetical order. I didn't do a very good job, so I'm sorry about that, but um, the nine that I named, when you take the assessment to understand which are your top three or even top four, I would say, because then you start to see that when you're ranked, when they're being ranked, they almost end up getting even and they start to get less and less. So when you look at your saboteur after taking the assessment, and I'll put the link in the show notes for you to go and take the assessment. And again, like I said, please reach out to me. I want to hear from people um, after taking the assessment and what you learned from it, because I think ultimately in conversation with others, you can really understand and help yourself in really hearing someone else's perception on what you're experiencing. So these nine specific themes, identities, are ultimately intended to help people understand what they can do to help improve 
what they're experiencing in their mindset and allow themselves to recognize when they're doing something and taking some action, which of the saboteurs is coming up. You're typically are only going to pay attention to the first four or five, like I said before, because those are the ones that run really deep in you as a person. So I want to go through these to give you a better sense of what each one is and how you can really connect with them. So I'll start with um, the first one, which is the avoider. So an avoider is focusing on the positive and pleasant in an extreme way, avoiding difficult and unpleasant tasks and conflicts. And with the avoider, a lot of times people um, have to look for ways to justify their position in certain things and how they, how they perceive things. They also um, avoid conflict and they say yes to everything. Um, they downplay really important problems and pretend that they're not there to deflect on them. Um, they resist in a passive-aggressive way um, rather than coming in directly and sharing what it is that's happening. Sometimes a, a, an avoider can lose themselves in the comfort of routine and habits that will lead to procrastination and unpleasant thing, unpleasantly. Um, so the avoider, if you hear, if that sounds like you without taking the assessment, this is kind of giving you an awareness of how you can uh, improve that and change that. And the thing about the assessment is that it gives you all of the characteristics. It breaks down how you as a person can interpret the characteristics for yourself. And then it gives you some action, okay? It gives you the ability to reflect and take some action on how you can actually present this in your life. Now, this is a free assessment tool. The person who created this assessment tool, um, it was actually shared shared with me by somebody else. Um, but the person who created it does have a lot of resources that are paid resources. But this tool is free. So when I share the link, I'm showing you the link directly to the assessment for you to take. And it's a relatively quick assessment. It's not going to take you more than 10 minutes to take. So jumping from um, the avoider, let's move to the, let's see, controller. So the controller is based on a person who has anxiety and needs to take charge and control in situations and wants to take charge and control in people's actions unto their own will. Um, a person who's a controller has a high level of impatience um, and they're always seemingly wanting to have control of every situation. So some characteristics of a controller is someone who has strong energy and feels the need to control and take charge. Um, there's other characteristics such as connect with others through competition, challenge, physicality, or conflict rather than softer emotions. Um, confrontational, willful, and straight talker. Um, pushes people beyond their comfort zone. Comes alive when doing the impossible and beating the odds. Simulated by and connects through conflict. Um, surprised that others get hurt. Intimidates others. Um, and in-your-face style communication interpreted by others as potentially being anger or criticism. 
Now, there's a lot of different points in these characteristics of a controller that sound relatively negative, but also sound relatively positive. And I think a lot of times people who are controllers are only are not trying to be malicious about their intent. Um, they obviously see a situation and want to take charge, but then they see people and they want to help them. But sometimes their approach in helping them is not always in the best light or sometimes they're not mindful of other people's emotions and feelings. Um, so anybody who's a controller or who finds and thinks themselves to be a controller, just some points there to pay attention to to help you understand and uncover that a little bit more. Um, so the next one I want to share with you is the, let's see, let's go to the hyper rational. Actually, let's do the hyper achiever. So the hyper achiever is de it depends on constant performance and achievement for self-respect and self-validation. Highly focused on external success, leading to unsustainable workaholic tendencies, and loses touch of loses touch within deeper emotional and relationship needs. Some characteristics of a hyperachiever are competitive, image and status conscious, good at covering up insecurities and showing a positive image, adapt personalities to fit would be what would be most impressive to others. Very goal-oriented and a workaholic. More into perfecting public image than introspection. Can be self-promoting. Can keep people at a safe distance. So again, really displaying some positive but also negative characteristics. However, remember that the intent behind understanding what these saboteurs are is to help you be aware of when are they showing up in the things that you're trying to do so that you can eliminate the fear that you're going through, but also you're sabotaging yourself within this particular action and characteristic. So really paying attention to what you're doing on a regular basis and how does it fit in. Now, again, I mentioned before, there's three things that can come into play. It's time, um, it's behavior, and it's mindset. All of the things that play a play an active role in your saboteur are specific to mindset and behavior, which you have the ability to change. So ultimately, you have to find it in yourself to take the time in creating the change for what you want to achieve so that these saboteurs don't continue to show up. Okay, so moving on to the fourth one, um, we're going to do the hyper rational. So hyper-rational is intense and exclusive focus on the rational processing of everything, including relationships, can be perceived as cold, distant, and intellectually arrogant. Some of the characteristics are intense and active mind, sometimes comes across as intellectually arrogant or secretive, private, and don't let many people into their deeper feelings. Mm. Mostly shows feelings through passion and ideas. Prefers just to watch the craziness around them and analyze from a distance. Sounds kind of funny, but that's not really funny. Um, can lose track of time due to intense concentration. Interesting. Um, high penchant for skepticism and debate. 
So, again, some more positive or negative um, characteristics. But we're creating awareness. So just want to keep reminding and reiterate as we go through the next few. Um, we're going to jump into the fifth one here. And the fifth one is hypervigilant. So hypervigilant is continuous, intense anxiety about all the dangers and what could go wrong. Vigilance that can never rest. So those individuals out there who have this restless energy to them and are always super anxious, um, they have a lot of chronic and self-doubt in themselves and display this behavior visibly, um, extraordinarily sensitive and have, you know, constant expectations of danger possibly happening. They're always living in suspicion um, and not always aware that people can mess up, that people make mistakes. Um, and then this person might also always seek reassurance and guidance in procedures, rules, authorities, and institutions. So really interesting characteristics. Um, you know, this is a definite behavioral, possibly also emotional um, saboteur. And I think a lot of folks who may have this one are, are in need of a lot of coaching, but also maybe even need of seeking support from a therapist. If someone displays these behaviors, there might be some underlying reasoning why those behaviors are occurring, and it can be caused from stress and anxiety, but also it's not healthy to live as a hypervigilant. And when you're trying to create action into the things you're going to live in fear all the time if you're this person because you're never going to allow yourself and give yourself the permission to actually take the action so this one's a little harder one this one's a little bit one little harder to kind of process um and concerning a little bit let's jump into um Let's see, the pleaser, which I think is the next one, if I were to go in alphabetical order. Yes, the pleaser. So the pleaser is indirectly tries to gain acceptance and affection by helping, pleasing, rescuing, flattering others. Loses sight of, owns need, of own needs and becomes resentful and re as a result. Interesting. Characteristics of a pleaser are has a strong need to be liked by people and attempts to earn earn it by helping pleasing rescuing and flattering them needs frequent reassurance by others about their acceptance and affection can't express own needs openly and directly does so indirectly by having people feel obligated to reciprocate care so really interesting how a pleaser um can oftentimes get lost in others and not uncovering their own needs. And to me, that's a lot of emotional um, work that needs to happen there. Remember, I said there's three actions that come into fear. It's three three characteristics of fear that we have control over. It's time because we waste the time in not taking the action. But it's also mindset and it's behavior, which is an emotional thing. I think this one's also based on behavior and emotion. Um, and there's a lot to unpack there. But ultimately, we're all works in progress to become our best selves. And I think that individuals and people and even myself, I'm reading these and I'm seeing some of the characteristics in myself. 
and I'll share with you here in a minute which one is my top one so that you can you can hear from me specifically. Um, but I, I feel like all of these are characteristics and identities that are intended for us to learn so we can work in not having them show up as often as they do. The more awareness you create around it, the more acknowledging you are of it, the better and easier it'll be for you to make any change that you might need in your life. Okay, so the sixth one, we're going to go into do, 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 the stickler, right? Yep, the stickler. So the stickler is perfectionism and need for order and organization taken too far. I'm a stickler, I have to admit. Um, so a stickler is, the characteristics of a stickler are punctual, methodical, perfectionist, can be irritable, tense, opinionated, sarcastic, highly critical of self and others, strong need for self-control and self-restraint, works overtime to make up for others' sloppiness and laziness, is highly sensitive to criticism. Interesting. Um, so I think with the stickler, the the need for constant perfection is something that I've acknowledged in the past of having to need to work on. I am a work in progress. Like I said, we are a work in progress. It's definitely one of those things that I have been trying to work on for a long time. I think I've gotten better. I'm not trying to always feel like things need to be in a perfect state, in a perfect situation. Take, for example, the podcast. I, in the beginning, I was so like harsh on wanting to edit the podcast and making sure it was a perfect sound. And then I realized I just wanted to be authentic and I let go of it having to have the perfect sound and everything being, you know, not hearing background noise. Like earlier, my dog came in and she was shaking and she was trying to get settled into her bed. They all live, they're, they're my little office assistants. So I'm sure you'll hear that in the audio um, in the podcast. And sometimes I have podcast episodes that I've recorded in my car and you hear the air sounds while I'm driving. Um, so I've learned to like, let go of certain things. Um, let's move to, um, which is the next one? I'm missing two. Restless. So, yes, restless. So restless is constantly in search of greater excitement in the next activity or constant busyness. Rarely at peace or content with the current activity. So characteristics of restless is easily distracted and can get too scattered. So these are from all my squirrel brains out there. Um, stays busy juggling many different tasks and plans. Seeks excitement and variety, not comfort or safety. Bounces from unpleasant feelings very quickly. Seeks constraint and new stimulation. So yeah, definitely a lot of unpacking there. You know, I think people who have this characteristic or have this identity of restless often might find themselves um, not being fulfilled in the things that they're doing and having this sense and need to want to move on fairly quickly um, from what they're trying to do. And oftentimes that can cause someone to feel like they're stuck, 
but also because they're not giving the necessary attention to the things they're actually wanting to quote unquote achieve, makes them go backwards a little bit. So with Restless, I think a lot of people who experience this characteristic, I am one of those people, I just like to be aware and really really think more self-reflectively on that specifically. Um, So I want to move on. The second to last um, of this group, actually, no, I take that back. The last one, victim. So victim is emotional and temperamental as a way to gain attention and affection. An extreme focus on internal feelings, particularly painful ones, and is a, has a martyr streak. So some characteristics are, if criticized or misunderstood, tends to withdraw pout or sulk. Fairly dramatic and temperamental. When things get tough, they want to crumble and give up. Hmm. Repressed rage results in depression, apathy, and constant fatigue. Unconsciously attached to have having difficulties. Gets attention by having emotional problems. Uh, or being temperamental and sullen. So, yeah, this is definitely someone who ultimately wants attention in all the things, whether it's good or bad, and can't seem to get over their own selves to recognize what is happening. Um, sometimes a person who is who has the identity of victim um, always seems to be like they want to be rescued and they're very, they live very much so in their feelings. Um, and, and they always feel like they're misunderstood, like no one understands them. And this particular identity, I think, is perhaps one of the more challenging ones because the work has to be deeply rooted into building someone's self-confidence and building someone's self-esteem to recognizing their value and their worth. And anything, I would say, that applies to all of these, all nine of them. For, for the most part. But I, I feel that when someone has the identity of victim and that shows up in their top four or five, that you really need to take some time to do the work on yourself. And sometimes that time can be time alone to really hear your inner voice and hear more about what it is that you're trying to overcome and what's really bringing you down and what's causing you to behave and act the way that you act so that you're not actually getting to where you want to be. Um, So not spending the time self-loathing, but spending the time in seeing what you can do to take action. I would recommend potentially an affirmation journal for this type of person um, because I think that this person needs support system that can call that person out when needed in the time of when they're behaving the way that a victim behaves, but also having empathy for understanding what's triggering the behavior. So all nine of them honestly have a lot to unpack. I know I would share with you, I know I said I would share with you what mine were um, as as a saboteur, so as a a whole. So my top five uh, are stickler, restless, hyperachiever, avoider, and pleaser. 
Um, and I have to say, I'm tied with pleaser and hypervigilant. I'm tied with hyper-rational and controller. And my last one was victim. Um, I feel like these are really true to my persona and to my to my personality and who I am. I'm such a stickler about things. And it's not... I have to say that it is sometimes a really positive... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Characteristic about my personality and by my persona. Because in the work that I do on a day-to-day -day basis, it's important to pay attention to the details and it's important to listen to what is needed to get things done. And it's important that the outcome be really, really well executed. And for me, I strategize and I create processes and I create plans to make sure that my execution is successful and building into what I'm trying to work on. And that's why I take so long to put out things that I say that I'm going to do. Um, does it hurt me? Yeah, sometimes. But I think that I have a certain level of expectation of what I want and what I, what I need and what I want to see. And I hold myself to that level. That, that can be good or it can be bad. But, you know, I think at the same time, when you're aware of it and you reflect on, okay, how much of this do I have to really be this way about? And if you have that consciousness and that self-awareness, you're able to move forward without having to give it that much attention, which is what I've been working on. So for me, the stickler, I had an 8.8 .8 out of 10. Um, going down the line was restless. I have that all the time, but I think it's more of a nervous energy where I have lots of ideas that I want to achieve. And so it's not that I start one thing and then I don't complete it. It's more about like, I want to start all the things and I want to do them all at the same time. And then I then I identify after the fact, okay, what is a priority? And even though they're all important. And that's how I play that mind game with myself. Um, so call it what you want to call it. It could be positive. It could be negative. For me, I think it's more about where I see myself as a person and how I actually execute things. For others, I think we would have to converse and see how it impacts you. Hyperachiever, this was a five for me, um, which I'm good with. You know, I don't feel a certain way about it, but I am an achiever even by my unique strengths as it is. When we talk about Strengths Finder and Strengths Quest, Achiever is in my top five. So I wasn't surprised by this. And it's just in my personality. Um, avoider. Weird, but interesting. Um, you know, I, I, I guess sometimes I tend to avoid things in conversations that I need to have with people that I don't want the conflict I'm a lover, not a fighter, but I'm a fighter when I know something, I'm passionate about something and something that's worth fighting. And so, yeah, I could see myself avoiding a lot of shit that comes up, you know, but ultimately, I think the avoider is intended with good, um, with good intent, has good intent around it, because I like to settle into things before I act and that avoider may help someone when you are perhaps angry about something or something really impacts you and you really want to react to it. 
So really settle in and kind of let it sit with you and let it simmer for a little bit before you respond. Hmm, just a thought. Um, and then lastly, pleaser. Um, yeah, I think in my personality, I am a pleaser. Um, ultimately, because I like to cater to others and I like to make others happy, but not at my expense, right? So I think I know myself well enough to know where the pleaser comes in. Um, you know, my husband and I were talking about this the other day when we first started dating. Um, I was very much so like, I'd pick up after him, I'd clean and then do the dishes and I'd cook and all that stuff. And 10 years now, right? <laughs> you know someone, you're like, why don't you ever cook for me? And you know, I never, you never do any of this other stuff. So not to get too much of the details, but like, he'll say you created this monster. You spend so much time pleasing me because that's who you are as a person that now you're just like, you want some of it too, which isn't a bad thing, but it's a it's a it's an attribute of my, my personality that I typically want to make others happy. Um, friends, relatives, whoever it might be, if I really acknowledge this person, this person is close to me, I will do anything for them. And I think that comes to also my loyalty to people. I'm a very loyal person. Um, so that's my top five when it comes to the saboteurs. Like I said, you'll probably when you take the assessment, look at your four or five. Um, again, they're they're ranked from one to ten. So when you take the assessment, um, you'll see that. And to find the assessment, I said I would put it in the show notes, but I will tell you what it is. So you will go to assessment.positiveintelligence.com forward slash saboteur. Um, and like I said, I will include the link to the assessment um, for you to take it. And I would love to hear from you in the comments on what your thoughts are. And, you know, just remember that when we started this conversation um, half an hour ago, I was talking to you about the disease that everyone's walking around with, which is fear. And I mentioned that fear is the ultimate thing that prevents us, that creates sabotaging ourselves in actually doing the things that are most important to us. Saboteurs are part of that fear because they're the things that will prevent us from actually getting over the fear and keeps that fear from being present. So when you acknowledge your fear and you understand the saboteur that's showing up from that fear, you can then take action in shifting your emotions and shifting your behavior and shifting your mindset to actually doing what you wanna do. Having said all that, I appreciate all of you for coming here week after week and listening to me share my wisdom and knowledge and rant sometimes, call it what you wanna call it, but I appreciate all of you and I'm so thankful and blessed to have all of you as my listeners. Um, I also want to mention before wrapping up that um, I've taken a little bit of a break from producing as many episodes as I had early on and specifically like in the month of April um, for a couple reasons. One was a medical reason that I needed just a break mentally um, and two, I'm ramping up my job search and I really need to spend the energy and time to focus on that. So I promise I will come back with multiple episodes a week. 
for right now, I'm just doing what I can do and I'm staying committed to producing an episode a week, which is what I'm working on now. And I have tons of content, but I have to be honest, I don't want to push out the content if I don't feel the content is ready to be to be published and to be um, for you to listen to. I, I take pride in the work that I put out and I take pride in what I'm sharing with you as my listeners. And so when when all that, that content is ready, from my perspective, I will share it with you. And yes, I'm being a stickler, but it's also with good intention. So thank you again. I love you all. I hope you have an amazing day, an amazing Memorial Weekend. I can't wait for the next one next week. I will probably put out multiple episodes next week because I have some great ones that I think are time sensitive to things that we're experiencing in our world. And time sensitive for me because I have so much going on that I don't want to miss out on sharing the information that I'm learning with you as my listeners. So have a blessed day. Have an amazing weekend. I love you all. And until the next episode. Hey, Chit Chatter. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. If you found value in today's episode, be sure to share it with the world. We welcome everyone for listening. And if you'd like, please go on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Those reviews mean everything to me and they help the show grow, as well as for me to know what topics you want to hear from next. Be sure to go visit to coachingwithjoseandmiguel.com or Coaching for Millennials for more up-to-date content, newsletters, blogs, information about coaching for life and career. Thank you so much for being a part of our magical world and for being part of this program. I can't wait to the next episode.